the college football experience, LSU Tigers at the Alabama Crimson Tide game preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a thousand dollar risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash only at PropSwap. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. You can download that for free in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. LSU Tigers at the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm trying to do my best, Keith Jackson. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dent, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> Just gonna lead into both of those because this is a special episode. You gotta have fun in life, guys. All right, and rest in peace to the great Keith Keith Jackson. Loved him on the calls of a lot of college football games. Speaking of calls on a lot of college football games, you gotta check out this guy here. Uh, guest calling this game down there in Tuscaloosa with Tiki Barber, former New York Giant. Uh, great running back. Give it up for though. My guy, TJ Reeves, host of the three dog Thursday podcast. Also calling this game for compass media rights. Um, uh, TJ, how you doing, pal? Always good to be with you. I think you're seeking Alabama. There That's we how, go. Uh, Keith there Jackson we would go. frequently say it whenever the big matchups would happen. I don't know if this is considered a big matchup. I'm looking forward to being there. Uh, I, I have to say that on paper, you thought when the season began, this is going to be an enormous game in the SEC, if not in the college football playoff landscape. Now it looks like just another week for Alabama on, are they just getting work in? Are they going to cover the number, et cetera? That's pretty amazing for the LSU game. Cause you usually expect this to be one of the top games in the conference, but it apparently on paper doesn't look like that. It may be. Yeah, it's like what happened here? I mean, well, I was kind of on this one. I was on the LSU on the season win total under. I thought it was potential uh, for a for a disastrous season and and thus has resulted in that. And really what really hurt me, I was on LSU as a double digit dog just 2 weeks ago or 3 weeks ago against the Florida Gators on October 16th where they covered that. But then after that, 
came the news about Ed Orgeron is no longer going to be the head coach after the end of this season. Uh, then they played at Ole Miss, and I still thought, man, LSU is the more talented team. They kind of look like they quit in that Ole Miss game to me. My, my hand is up because on the Three Dog Thursday podcast, the aforementioned Three Dog Thursday podcast, I was all over LSU for that game with Ole Miss because I had seen the Florida game, and I'm thinking, okay, Orgeron is out, but they're they're going to play for him. They're going to be empowered, and it was like the exact opposite. Once they got behind, they got demoralized. And suddenly like 14 to seven became 28, seven, 31, seven. And now they've had a week off and I don't know what to think of them. They, they could come in and play hard and be in this game in the first half, or they could have already checked out of the hotel three weeks ago after the Florida game. We won't know till we see them Saturday night, Colby. Yeah. And, and I mean, just a, I can't ever recall. I mean, I, you'd probably have to go back to the seventies or the sixties or something with bear Bryant, uh, but I mean, I don't even know that we have that data out there to catch lines on. I can't ever call a t- twenty-eight and a half or what. I'm uh, that that's uh, unbelievable when you can. If- I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you because I had to do the research anyway for doing this game on Compass Media Networks uh, coming up because I was curious and I did not remember that a year ago in the pandemic season with all the craziness and the SEC only playing conference games and LSU was the defending champ. You mentioned. It was a large line a year ago. It was, it was a 28 and a half point line a year ago. Wow. That was the first time in 40 years that the defending national champion was as much as a 22 point underdog, much less (laughs) a 28 or 28 and a half point underdog. The previous one was Auburn under Gene Chizik. Uh, the year after the national title, 2011, remember they went like one and 11 or whatever Yeah, that year, one in 10. That year, they were a 21-point underdog in the game with Alabama. Um, that's the last time and the only other time recently that a defending national champion was that big of an underdog. So now we fast forward because Alabama won that game. Alabama covered that spread in Baton Rouge. Remember, um, <laughs> uh, Mac Jones was fantastic. Devontae Smith, the leaping one-handed catch, iconic in the back of the end zone. What a photo that was. What a still that was. They beat the daylights out of them. I, now, I tiger stadium. Yeah, go ahead. No, I remember that one greatly because all off season. Now I didn't, I didn't remember it being a 28 point spread. I thought it was more like 20, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not doubting you, but uh, I remember it because I called it because I remember LSU under burrow and that magical 19 team that, that, uh, it, that one in Tuscaloosa and they uh, Saban had all these recruits there to see that game. And then Orgeron sends his whole team down there to say, this is our house. Now come play for the winners. And, and I, I knew Saban circled that all off season. You know, he's a maniac, you know, he's gonna, I mean, that's why he's great at his job is, you know, he's going to dive into that. You disrespect him. Uh, and, and, and that's a, a real question. I didn't mean to cut you off though. What, what were you going to say after that? No, but you make a great point. That is that still on Saban's mind here to roll it up. But that game last year only had like 15, 18,000 people at it because of the COVID guidelines and all of the attendance restrictions and, and no large gatherings. Uh, most of the college football games did well to have 15 or 20,000 people at them. So it was a disadvantage to not have the home crowd. I don't know how much it would have mattered. Alabama blew them out. And now we fast forward and it's a 28 or 29 point line again (laughs) in this game for LSU against the defending champion Crimson Tide. And you're right. Saban may have a long memory uh, in this 
now with Bryce Young at the controls, doesn't have Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle anymore, doesn't have Najee Harris in the backfield. It hasn't mattered very much. They're still explosive. They're still scoring a bunch of points. When last we saw them, they had some problems with Tennessee, but they pulled away scoring 45 points in that game. I don't have any concern that they're going to put name the number 40, 45, 48 points up or more in this game, Colby. Yeah. And, and I mean, LSU's defense, granted, look, they got rid of Pelini and it got better, but it's still not a great defense. It's charting at 83rd in the nation. I know last year was at like 117 or something like that, but it is what it is. And Bama, like I said, I think Saban's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Alabama's got a top, what top 10 or top 15 defense. Sure. Uh, um, Alabama's got the number 13 uh, defense currently. So, uh, and then when you, when you factor in potentially the offense, um, I just think he's going to, I think Orgeron's on the way out and I think Saban's going to give him a little cherry on top to say, Hey, remember when you did that? This is the, I'm the real King here. All right. <laughs> so right. you got one, I've got six going on like seven. Yeah. Like they may get another one this year. Uh, and and uh, again, LSU can score. I mean, in that, in that Gator game, it was impressive because it was back and forth, but they kept, they kept putting points uh, up with Max Johnson. Am I this old Colby Dan? Let me tell you a quick story from uncle TJ. I go all the way back to Brad Johnson and the Super Bowl season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I do Buccaneers radio as well. Buccaneers are off this weekend. So I get to focus solely on LSU, Alabama, but Brad Johnson's son, Max was a little guy. I remember at training camp in 2002, holding little Max Johnson 19 years ago while I was doing interviews and stuff with his dad, I picked him up at training camp and held him for a minute. And wow. now he's a quarterback at LSU. Am I that old? I, wow. can't, I can't get wow. over that. <laughs> <laughs> that I like Max Johnson too. I think he's a good quarterback. I, look, the next coach that comes in there, I think he's going to have a good situation. Look, he's thrown 20 touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. And I think if you're going to make a case for LSU staying in this game, because the facts are, I mean, I was a bit shocked when they put Alabama at number two, because the reality is they have a two point win against uh, the Florida Gators who are currently four and four. And they uh, lost to Texas A&M as a heavy favorite uh, with their backup quarterback. And now I'm not saying, I mean, it's Alabama that you, we know they have talent everywhere, but I haven't seen an Alabama team this vulnerable probably since 2007. So can Max Johnson put together uh, and, and the rest of the Tigers uh, the, their run game. I mean, and that's another thing. Orgeron made a shift a couple weeks ago. It seemed like maybe that Florida game, maybe the game prior to the Florida game, where he just said, "You know what? I'm going to run the ball a lot." And they made they started running the ball nonstop. And, and Davis Price, their running back, and and, and yep. that guy was the beneficiary of that because the, I get it. Butte was knocked uh, or knocked out with some injuries, and and they, had, they they always have talented receivers though. It's just they're kind of unproven. Um, can they have success against Alabama on the ground? I think that will be, uh, and then Max Johnson, you know, obviously uh, being able to, to uh, slice and dice them. Uh, obviously you have so many opt outs. I understand it's kind of a disaster in that it, with what's going on in Baton Rouge, whether it's the coach, you know, or whether you have players, it seems like are kind of opting out. Um, but 28 and a half is a big number. I know you can't call this, 
But what do you think right. the keys are? Do you think Bama is is still because they're vulnerable, right? You've seen that this is a team they struggled a little. I mean, the Tennessee game, I was on Bama minus the points. I got that cover. I don't know how they covered that thing because going into the fourth quarter, it was a fight. So well, in Tennessee, Tennessee's a rivalry game. They've had an off week, but. Um, uh, Hendon Hooker threw the ball on him and threw bombs on him. So I know you were quoting that defensive stat of being 13th in overall defense, but they've been scored on by Texas A&M and by Tennessee. So the real question is, can LSU replicate some of that and stay in the game? That's the real, that's the real question because I don't think Alabama is going to have any trouble scoring. They're going to run it with Brian Robinson. Uh, it does. It does not surprise me at all. If they jump out, and get 21, 24, 28 points by the half on LSU. The only question is, can they hang in there with them by running the ball? Does Alabama make a mistake or two with a turnover that keeps the game closed for a while? Other than that, this is the tide all the way, you would think, uh, here pulling away at home. Because remember now, their fans and the rivalry with LSU, that's been going on for you know 40 or 50 years. And the tide, for the most part, have had the upper hand in the rivalry. And they, they don't want to hear anymore about Joe Burrow and the 2019 national title. And if it takes another 40 point beating 30 or 40 point beating to get the, the go Tigers to, to silence a little bit, Alabama fan is all for that. And this is, this is going to be full throttle uh, Alabama, full capacity, 102,000 people, a night game, a statement game with people questioning, like you said, whether they should be number two in the college football playoff. They have every motivation to win this game by 20, 30, 35 points if they can. And Saban will probably try to, if they're up, we just have to watch. Alabama's won nine of the last 10. And I think this one still matters to Saban. I'm actually going to lay that big number. I did it last year. It worked out for me. I think he's going to send <laughs> coach. O. A nice little uh, Christmas card this year, saying, <laughs> "How's and the offseason?" And again, I think I think we'll know in the first two or three possessions how hard are they playing for him, or it's been an off week. Have they just checked out uh, mentally here? And Alabama will steamroll them if they have, but they have so many talented players, especially on defense, that uh, you just you just wonder: Do they not play with some pride here and try to hang in the game late in the season? I mean, one of the reasons you come to LSU is for rivalry moments like this. And so if you're not going to get up for this game, why? I don't get that. I don't, why are you still there going through all the two a days and all the practices and all the stuff that you got to go through? I hear you. And I hope, look, I hope LSU keeps it close just from an entertainment point of me wanting to watch this game. Part of me is like, okay, well, I want to win my bet. But at the same time, I'd rather, I, I, I want to see a good game at the same time. <laughs> so, well, and, and let's, and let's say this, uh, Nick Saban and his staffs plural have continually done a great job of coaching up guys that are on the team. And Brian Robinson, the running back has been waiting for his opportunity, waiting behind Najee Harris uh, uh, for, for a couple of years for this shot. But whether you're talking about Najee Harris last year or before that, those iconic names like Derrick Henry or Mark Ingram, they have been able to bring in a back, coach them up. And, and Robinson is the latest one. He was a bulldozer. Even in that game with Tennessee at over hundred yards and three touchdowns. I think Brian Robinson will be a big key, especially early on in this game. Do they establish that run? Is he gouging them? He's not an 80 yard, 70, 80 yard home run hitter speedster running back, but he is a guy that will get 10, 15 over and over again, catch the ball out of the backfield, get 10, 20 yards out of the backfield and just sledgehammer LSU. Let's see if they have an answer for him, Colby. 
Yeah. And, and Hey, maybe some people out there, some listeners have the courage to, to, to take that plus 1800 LSU on the money line. Wow. Uh, I, I mean, just the fact that exists LSU plus 1800, I don't care who they're playing in college football, but the over unders at 66. I, I tend to think the overs the play. I know you can't, I, I know you're you. calling the, the, the but, game, but, but yeah. And we talked about this before with a, with a game that I did too, where we were talking about the over in play. Can LSU score enough? You got a feeling that Alabama is going to have probably 38, 41, 45 points. That means to get to that number. Can LSU get to 21? Can LSU get to 24 on Alabama's defense? Are, they, are the tie going to give that much up? I think it's a real concern here because like you've been mentioning, they may want to send another message second year in a row, cover that number, hold them down. And LSU did not score with Ole Miss two weeks ago. When we saw them last, they did score with Florida two games ago, but they didn't score with Ole Miss. So the, I'm not, a, I'm kind of iffy on the over there. Cause I just don't know if LSU will score enough Colby. Yeah. And, and LSU looked like they checked out to me in that old miss game. That's the concerning thing. Right. So yeah, I'm not saying I'm saying, gun, you know, gun to my head here. If I had to take that, I would probably go on the over uh, thinking that LSU, even by default, maybe we could get 21 points, but uh, look folks, TJ Reeves is on the call with TK uh, with Tiki Barber. Excuse me. Yep. Give yep. him a follow at buck sideline guy on Twitter. And, and, you got to tune into this game. Compass Media Rights, they have a ton of networks, right? They're, they're, so That's wherever correct. you live. And so with the college with the college football coverage, it'll be on probably about 80 or 90 stations over the air. You can go to Compass Media Networks and find one near you. There's also some internet streams available on some of those stations. Check into it uh, to hear he and I calling it. Uh, we will be on at 6.30 Eastern time for the 7 o'clock game Saturday night. Always love being there with Tiki again. We were there for the Ole Miss game. And this is the thing about college football. You don't know how this stuff's going to go. We thought we were going to get a great game, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Alabama freight trained them. And they're yeah. up 28 nothing. And then they're up 28 7 at the half. And they're up 35 7 early on in the third quarter with the opening drive. We didn't get a great game. So you go into this one with you and I playing up. How bad are they going to beat LSU? Watch LSU hang in. It's crazy in college football. Let's see what happens. Tiki and I will be there on national radio to, to watch it unfold. We see it every single week. And also I cannot recommend this podcast enough. The three dog Thursday podcast. TJ Reeves is the host of that. It's on our platform of networks. And I, I, I mean this, this is if, if you like college football or college basketball, NFL, this is always a great platform to get. You've caught out a lot of winners on your show this year too. Six underdogs successfully last week again. Two of them in college, four of them in the NFL. Thank you for the plug. We are we are still hitting about five to six of them every week with handicappers and my guests that are on. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I mean, for example, uh, one of my uh, senior handicappers, Brian Edwards of Vegas Insider, was all over Michigan State last week. I should. Uh, point out Brian's also a Gator apologist and he was on the Gators and they got dump truck killed by Georgia, but he did have Michigan state uh, last week against the numbers. So we did, we did well again with the underdogs last week. We're coming back this week, coming strong. Uh, I'm looking at a couple of different games in the sec. I'm looking at the academies. I'm looking at army closely and the game with air force as a maybe 
be, but that's another podcast for another day. Anyway, three dog Thursday, check us out. Tim Brando was on the show last week. He he warned us about the disrespect for Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I saw Brando tweeting out uh, how ridiculous he thought the playoff rankings were. <laughs> Brando is an open wound at this point. He is upset about all of this, and he was right that watch them put Ohio State in front of Cincinnati, even with a loss. So far, he's right. The only thing we keep saying is the first rankings, the first one they do. That's never the one that matters in the end. In fact, in the eight previous years, the first four teams in the release ranking have never been the last four. File that away and use it as your own, Colby Dant. And for the audience, the first four of their initial ranking have never been the last four. So it is going to change over the course of the next few weeks. We know that. There we go. Uh, like I said, three dog Thursday at three, the number dog Thursday on Twitter. You got to check that out and subscribe. Any place you can get a, a podcast, you can find the three dog Thursday podcast. I've been a guest on it many times. Yes, I love coming we need to on get it. you back on because you impart great wisdom and thank you to you, to Sean green, Ryan Kramer, the sports gambling podcast network of shows. You do a great job promoting us just like what you're doing right now. So if you enjoy what Colby is doing on the college football experience or upcoming on the college basketball experience. We're like a brother podcast that just focuses on the doggies. We're not so much worried about the total or the favorites. We love the doggies. That's our angle. Thank you for the plug, my friend. I'm excited. I'm always available to do that show. It's one of the best shows. I'm telling you, everyone go subscribe, stop it already. And let's do this. LSU Bama. I don't care if it's a 40 point spread. I'm tuning into it because it's uh, how many great players will be on this field, regardless of of what the spread is a ton, right? A yes. ton. That's why you should tune in. Uh, and, and why not mute the TV and put it on my guy, TJ Reeves here, right? Do the old radio, bring it back to the 1950s. Your grandfather will be <laughs> proud of you. All right, do it. All right. Uh, look, I'm going to take Bama minus the points, but I hope I'm wrong for TJ Reeves sake for, for everyone tuning into the game, my own sake. <laughs> In a way, I'm all conflicted. All right, folks, please subscribe to the College Football Experience podcast. Uh, uh, like I, like TJ just alluded to, also subscribe to the College Basketball Experience podcast. We're heavy, heavy into the pre the preseason right now, releasing co- uh, conference previews for all conferences in college basketball. Thirty two of them, I think, if memory serves me correct. Uh, so do, go check those things out, and remember to subscribe to both and and get that SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. With that, you'll get all of our picks, all of our podcasts, whether it's college basketball experience, college football experience, Three Dog Thursday. You're going to get it all right there. Great guest appearances: Mike Leach, Bill Burr. Uh, uh, I mean, just so many. Joe Theismann, TJ Reeves, bringing on Tim Brando. You're going to get all of those guys. Yep. All of those guys, you'll have that for free. So go download that thing. And uh, if you dig it, give us a five star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D, and I'll send you a college experience t shirt. Brand new. Prom-